What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the Joey to my Chandler. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, you know, doing okay. How you doing, bud? I'm all right. R.I.P. Matthew Perry. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we have a doozy of an episode because there wasn't shit for news and the. United States Postal Service has failed us once again, not <laughs> delivering Casey's comics. Um, but that's okay. We'll still make it entertaining. Hopefully. Hopefully. But as always, Casey, Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot the, the opening part. I'll do better next week. <laughs> We've got... The Las Vegas Raiders versus the Detroit Lions. I'm going Lions. Because, like, I used to say they were my favorite team as a joke pick because they've, they're they always terrible. But this year, they're supposed to be good. They're 5-2. and two. I mean, they're in a shitty conference from this way it sounds, hey. but still. <laughs> no, they are. They are, for sure. The Bears got absolutely folded last night. It was so bad. Yeah, I wanted like I just want to be like, eh, should the the Bears blow it up and just start over? But it's like, I mean, what are they going to get rid of? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. The game did just start though a little bit ago, so right now the score is three to zero in favor of the Lions. Ooh, it's a kicker's game. It is. <laughs> All right, but trivia time. As always, I've got three cards with two questions each. I will read the question. Casey will give you a brief pause so that you can think of the answer, and then we'll see if he's correct. Casey, first question. What member of the Avengers married the Scarlet Witch? Vision. It is vision. Question two. True or false? Captain America was an original member of the Avengers. False. Correct. Can you list all the original members? That's going to be tough, but I think probably. Um, it would be Ant-Man and Wasp, Iron Man. Um, oh, showing off the tats. Um, <laughs> Hulk, tech, like kind of because he was kind of the villain, but no, he is. Not. And you got yeah. one more I'm trying to think. It's probably an obvious one that I'm just blanking on. It's a very obvious one, yeah. Oh man, who is it? Thor. Oh, yeah, forgot. Can't believe I forgot. Old Blondie, she did good, man. Nice, nicely done on that. Man, that, that team's kind of hilarious when you think about it. Like, if you power scale it now, I mean, like, Iron Man's still pretty tough, but it's like, oh, yeah, the this green thing that just can't die, a god. Iron Man that's got these, like, mega suits, and then, like, oh, yeah, this guy can grow small, and then this girl could grow small and shoot stuff. Yeah. Yep. You're helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a super stack team. But I'm sure at the time, 
it blew everyone's minds. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's like it's pretty stacked at the top. Like Iron, Man, like I said, Iron Man's like all that crazy shit. Thor's all that crazy stuff, and then Hulk, and then but then it's just like ah, let's toss in these shrinking duo. <laughs> Real quick, I want to show off the beer that I'm drinking. Ooh, beer talk. Oh, that's cool. It's a it's a Voltron beer put out by Four Hands, which is a St. Louis place. Um, they're going to do one set for each lion. This one's volume two. I, I wasn't able to get my hands on volume one. I'm sure I can find some somewhere around here, but tastes just like Pidge. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's totally fine. Now, is it a because I don't know anything about beers, as you know, is it, you know, like because it doesn't look stout. Is it like, no. you know, more of like a IPA a, type of thing? It's a fruited, hazy IPA. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> what is an IPA anyway? <laughs> an India pale ale. It's very hoppy. Oh, you either love hops or you hate hops. I don't know of anybody that's just okay on IPAs. Yeah. Um, so a lot of like, people like my wife say that they taste like grass. <laughs> you did it wrong. You're supposed to go my wife. Uh, my wife. <laughs> but I thought like the darker beers are supposed to be hoppy. Like again, no, those like... are no, those are like like malty. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I like I like some of those too, especially you, you usually drink those in the colder months, uh, which we are vastly approaching. It yeah, was like I had to turn my thirty-seven this morning. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, before I turned my heater on, I was like, "Well, I'm going to check my, uh, you know, filter because I've not messed with that since I haven't really had the heat on." And I went down to my basement and I found, you know, how to get the thing all apart to get the filter out. The dude last time, I'll just show you on this like on my notebook because i want to do it to a comic he had like let's say like it'd be in like it's supposed to be in like this he just kind of had it like he just kind of <laughs> tried to shove it in there it's like oh this will work like well it's it's kind of doing its job yeah so i like oh shoot i start hitting delete um so yeah i just like he had like extras in there so i just plopped one of those in and nice. I turn my heater on and I'm still like very it's still like I think I put my heat at 60 and like ah this is good enough for me <laughs> you know not not to I know we're supposed to be doing trivia and we've gone from beer to home talk but uh the the last time that I went and got some air filters for the shop it was like like a three pack for 20 and now it's pretty much 20 for one. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that's crazy. Like yeah. the ones he got were like super flimsy. So I'm like, I'm not looking forward. Like, Cause I know I'm going to buy like the better ones. Cause like the ones he got literally, it's like, it, they're kind of like, it might, he might've got them in right. And then like just the air right. <laughs> destroyed them. Yeah. <laughs> I need to buy some of the, the things to cover up my windows. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to save as much money as possible. <laughs> I don't blame you. I do not blame you. 
All right, back to trivia. Question number three. The heroine Echo suffers from what physical ailment? She is deaf. She is deaf, yes. Question four. What is the name of the canine-looking member of the royal family of the Inhumans? It is Lockjaw. It is Lockjaw. He's a good boy. Mm -hmm. He's the best part of the Inhumans. 100%. (laughs) All right. Number five. True or false? The Inhumans use the Terrigen Mist to alter their physical makeup. I'm going to be splitting hairs and say false because I think it's genetic makeup, not physical. The answer was true. Oh, okay. We are not Inhumans fans. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're not not. It's just we don't actively. I think they're very boring. So I'm like (laughs) not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I just meant like. I could be convinced with the right team to read it. I just haven't been thus far. Yeah. And question six, the hardest one yet. The Maestro is a villainous future version of what Marvel superhero? Hawkeye. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's the Hulk. It is the Hulk. He has a beard. He does. <laughs> pretty jealous of that beard, too. It's pretty glorious. It is very full, very flowy. But he has All no right. hair on his head, so I got him beat there. <laughs> we decided since of the the lack of usual content that we would grace you all with a Mad Lib. This one is called The Black Widow Strikes a Place. The Shower. (laughs) A past tense verb. Uh, What? Remember when we started this podcast? We're like, we aren't cussing. And then, like, every once in a while, I'd have to, like, edit the edit bleeps in. And then now it's just like, ah, who gives a shit? Hey, we made it, like, 40, 50 episodes totally clean. Adjective. Okay. A type of liquid. <laughs> Come. Yep. A verb ending in ing. Oh, man. Laughing. I just had a, had a thought. How funny would it be if, like, our biggest fan, Preston, was like, Mom. You're gonna love this podcast, and like, she's like, just let's listen to the newest one. She's like, <laughs> it's the episode after we dropped the clean. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, 
why is the liquid he chose cum? <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to do pot. They're going to do Mad Libs. <laughs> By the way, I got to see Preston on Friday. He came. Oh, nice. He came back to St. Louis and stopped in the shop with his dog Teddy. It was a joy. Nice. What type of dog? He is a Chihuahua. Oh, nice. He's very. He's a long-haired Chihuahua. He's got really long, soft fur and just big old ears. He's really cute. I didn't even know that was a thing that existed. Yeah. He's a good boy. Yeah. All right. A plural noun. Hmm. Grasses. I think grass itself is a plural noun, but I like grasses more. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it down like you said it. Thank you. An exclamation. <laughs> I think of something good. Um now let's go. Ah! An article of clothing. Oof. Brazier. An adjective. Smelly. What'd she say? Smelly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Banned. Fine. Actually, I'll allow it. Okay. Verb. Um, jump. Part of the body. Long. Big ol' or just normal? Just a regular slot size. <laughs> okay. Verb. Cut. 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 Adjective. It's another, another, it's stinky and it's smelly. Um, trying to get another smell one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to Google it. Oh, come on. You need a thesaurus for smelly? Yes, I do. Great content. Here. Reeky. Reeking. <laughs> you really just said reeky. <laughs> just do reeky. <laughs> oh, gosh. I already wrote it, but I'll try to remember to say it. Verb. Um, uh, let's say. Um, parkour. If this video gets 200,000 likes, <laughs> me and Jake will do parkour at the arch. <laughs> oh, gosh. Plural animal. Hydras. Verb ending in ing. Second.
All right. The Black Widow strikes. Somewhere under a secret shield base in the shower, two spies fucked through a stinky... (laughs) (laughs) Fucked through a stinky old cum pipe. Once we're inside, we can install the laughing device and learn all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s grasses, said the first spy. And and they will never suspect it. Ah, someone's behind me, and they've got me by my brassiere, cried the second spy. A woman's voice said, Why are you smelly boys doing sneaking around down here? The second spy tried to... I know, right? The second spy tried to jump his attacker, but she grabbed his schlong and flung him to the floor. (laughs) When the first spy tried to cut, a reeky fist stopped him cold. Only then did the Black Widow turn on her flashlight to parkour her handiwork. You never know what kind of hydras you're going to find fucking around in the dark, she said. The end. <laughs> you know, that, that last bit actually kind of worked. The What kind of hydras you're going to find? It's like, oh, yeah. well, checks out. I just love that she grabbed this man by his brassiere, then his yeah. dick, and then <laughs> threw him to the floor. Normally you have to pay extra for that. Yeah, I, I know. <sighs> All right, well, that was a doozy. Okay, and if you guys are listening to this and you want to leave a comment, leave a comment down below and tell us how you filled in that Mad Lib. (laughs) What a good segue, Casey, because we've had two YouTube comments this week. Oh, my stars. The first one is by at Meat Byproducts, who says, Keith Giffen made one of my favorites, Ambush Bug. He was a great guy, met him when I was young. I think that's pretty cool, and I'm jealous that you got to meet him. I hope that it was a cool interaction. Wasn't he one of like the only ones that worked on JLI that you were like, I need to see him, and he was in, like, was he the one that was in Kansas City, and he didn't get to go? Yeah, it was, like, Kansas City or, like, like Nashville. Like, could have made it, but still a bit of a drive. Yeah. Yeah, should have done it. Yeah, I've said it before on here, meet your heroes, kids, because even if they suck, at least, you know, you'll have the memories. Yep, it's still a story. Yep. All right, and then next we've got uh, our number one fan, Preston. He says, hey, homies, it's Preston. It's like I showed my mom the podcast. She hates it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys mentioned that you had no idea what's going on in current X-Men canon. And if you ever want to get caught up on at least the mainline X-Men story, holla at your boy. Shit has gotten wild recently. Anyways, top four favorite iconic covers for me are, and I pulled them up. Oh, nice. So I will share my screen. You know, just really quick while you're sharing the screen, an idea that's popped my head. We need to have Preston's X-Men corner where he just like explains like a, like a three minute explanation of what the hell's going on in <laughs> Dude, X-Men right now. <laughs> that is a very good idea. I like that. I don't know if we can afford them, though. 
All right, first up, we've got Hellblazer number 225. That has to be a Lee Bermejo cover or something. Yeah. Uh, that is very good. Um, some my little bars in the way here. Next, we've got Green Lantern 49. I've seen like this one for sure. Uh, he looks just batshit insane on that. Yeah. They, when, uh, it would have been like Sinestro Core, uh, the Sinestro War stuff. They're, they redid that cover with Hal with the Sinestro rings on instead. Nice. Like it's, it's, That's it cool. still looks pretty cool. Next up, we got House of Secrets 92, which is that guy's first appearance, old Swamp Thing. Nice. That's a very good Bernie Wrightson cover. Mm-hmm. And then finally, he says, and I quote, Spider-Man 252 with the black suit lives rent-free in my head. Fair enough. It's a very yeah. good cover. I was at an auction where that one sold for what I thought was way too much. Like it was because like two people both wanted it. So like it ended up going close to 400 bucks, I think. That is insane. Yeah. You, I think he could have bought like three of them for that much money. I think it didn't help that like they had gotten outbid on like all of uh cap um Oh, Ms. Marvel, like before I got there. Then when I got there, I snuck in and got um, Iron Fist's first appearance relatively cheap. And so then I think they were like, we're, I'm getting something. <laughs> I'm just going to overpay by yeah. 300%. All right. Well, Preston and Meat Byproducts, we thank you greatly for chiming in. Um. And now we'll move on to our news. There's not a lot. So I'll I'll just say mine and then Casey can go through all yours. I don't know if you saw this, Casey, but a gentleman claims that Matt Reeves stole his The Batman story from him and is suing Warner Brothers over it. So, yeah, I saw that. Saw that like a while back that that happened and. I don't know if anything new came with the case or whatnot, but it's like just that he said that he is taking them to court for sure. And I'm thinking he must have some proof if he's like, no, we're going to court. So (laughs) if it's the same guy that I had heard about like earlier, it's kind of a stretch. (laughs) So I don't I don't know. I mean, it's also like Matt Reeves. Batman is obviously based off of other comics and it's also not even that or much there's not much original there even though yeah. people are like look it's the best batman ever it's like guys it's really not but you know so it's just like yeah i'm sure you could easily be like oh look at this thing that i made a long time ago it fits in with this because i also stole from the same stuff matt reeves did yeah i don't know We'll see if anything comes from it. I'm going to venture a guess and say no, nothing comes of it. Yeah, at, at most he'll get like, you know, 20 grand settled out of court or something, you know, just so that they can be like, let's just end this because the lawyers will be more expensive than what we have to pay you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um. Okay, so got some rumors and some actual news, but go with the actual news. Lionsgate is officially moving forward with the new Highlander movie starring Henry Cavill. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. 
I like the original and I really like Henry Cavill. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm on board for that. Should be fun. And plus, you know, you love seeing Henry with a sword. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay, and then uh, rumors of a question series is an early development over at, you know, DC Warner Brothers. I, I could see it happening, but at the same time, I remember hearing rumors when, like, DC was like, let's make everything. And they would announce, like, the whole laundry list of shit. So I won't hold my breath for this, but I could very well see James Gunn watching Justice League Unlimited and liking the character and being like, yeah, let's make this. I would be, I or I would not be surprised if it were Montoya, I wouldn't. I would be a little bit surprised because, like, my whole thought process going in is with it being James Gunn being like, "Oh, I watch Justice League Unlimited, and I think I we could make this character that was in Justice League Unlimited with a his own miniseries or something like that." Because I don't see the Denny O'Neill version making money. Like, you know, in a TV show way, like it's a it's a more of a niche thing where like. I see what you mean. However, DC has pushed Renee for like 15 years. Yeah, no, I get that. And I would be fine if Renee showed up in it and like even became question at the end. I think that would be cool because like they did a very good job, in my opinion, of her taking over and, you know, in the 52 when they did that. And I think it's kind of weird that they're like, ah, Vic's just back now. Yeah. You know, it's like, it kind of, like, after reading 52, it kind of made me mad because, like, he had a very nice send off. And they're just like, ah, now he's just back. And they're both questioned, even though Montoya's more a police officer more times than she's questioned because I think writers forget about it. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, either way, I want to see it. So, I mean, and either way, it means we'll get another question series when it comes out. DC will have, you know, if if it does come out. So, I would be all about that. Think of like a PI Renee Montoya series where she's also the question. That'd be pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. And then the last bit uh, rumored is uh, Dragon Ball Daima? Daima? Whatever. Daima. It's going to release October next year. And it's going to be 20 episodes long. We're going to f- get, like, for sure more info on it uh, January 27th and 28th at Battle Hour, whatever the hell that is. You know what Battle Hour is? Oh, no. Nope. Well, that's all the news. <laughs> Are you excited? Like, you know, I mean, we haven't heard anything really more or seen anything more about the new Dragon Ball, but you excited for that at all? I am excited for that. I know that you don't really care too much, but uh but i'm all i'm all ready for it i mean i think it's stupid but it's still more dragon ball so i mean it's like oh yeah it's gonna be i'm gonna watch it yeah it's uh, just but nice if we got stuff then you know more super the you know keep going with the story well really there's no reason that that there shouldn't be one team working on super at all times. And then another team doing other dragon ball stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Dragon ball has to make enough money that it can support two teams. (laughs) 
I think Toriyama just doesn't like doing Dragon Ball related shit. Yeah, that too. All right, what'd you read this week, Casey? Oh, it's my turn. All right. So I read Immortal Thor number three. The one that's got all the sass. (laughs) (laughs) The Witcher Wild Animals number two. Green Arrow number five. Alan Scott Green Lantern number one. Uh, Amazon's Attack number one. Did I read this? Huh. I actually don't think I did read Action Comics. It's just sitting here in my pile. No, I I definitely didn't read this. Okay, well, I didn't read Action Comics. Dude, I'm going to get a text for Philip Kenny Johnson tonight. So disappointed with both of us. I mean... No one's more disappointed in me than myself, Philip Kennedy Johnson. <laughs> so I get it. I'm always like, how did you hear the podcast before we released it? And he's like, because I'm Phil Kennedy Johnson. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, bud. All right. First up, I've got Amazon's Attack and number one. I'd like to, to show this Taj Tenfold variant cover with Yara and Nubia on it because it's cool. That's uh, written by Josie Campbell. And the art is by Vasco Georgiev. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a tie-in with the stuff happening in Wonder Woman. So I don't really care too much. But Nubia goes to meet like the president about all the stuff that's happening in Wonder Woman. And then Yara is there as well as uh, the queen or the leader of the Bana Migdal group of Amazons. And yeah, some shit goes down and they get Nubia gets thrown out of a building and someone swoops in just in the nick of time to save her. And spoiler alert, it's Mary Marvel. So Mary's going to be a part of this too. So the four of them uh, essentially get set up, must, much like all the rest of the Amazons, and they're all wanted uh, for not complying with the new Amazon rules. And that's how it ends. So it's going to be a mini series. I doubt I read the rest of it unless there's like a really cool Mary Marvel cover that tricks me into thinking it's going to be like that on the inside. Um, I'll give it like a six. It's fine. I just don't really care. Yeah. Now is how, cause you are not a big fan of Nubia the other times you've read her, like in the comics, like I might've just been the comic themselves that you didn't like. Cause I remember them being pretty dry. Or did you just not like the character? But how was she in this in comparison? I think she's actually better in this. Okay. Like Josie Campbell's a good writer. Yeah. No, I mean, um, she made she made me care about Mary Marvel. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But really, I picked this book up because I knew Mary was going to be in it because I saw a spoiler mm-hmm. and Yara's in it. And I yeah. have a big old crush on Yara. So. Yeah. That's um, why I'm going to be Yara tomorrow for Halloween. Nice. I cannot yeah. wait to see that. <laughs> uh, not no, shaven, though. 
<laughs> it is it's nice to see Nubia outside of Themyscira, I guess. Maybe that's what makes it a little bit better, but yeah. Or maybe Josie Campbell is just that much better of a writer than the last person. That could be it too, because Josie Campbell, pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping for another Mary Marvel series. Yeah. All right. Alan Scott Green Lantern number one. It's written by Timmy Shares with art by Sion or Cyan Tormi. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Um, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I think some interesting stuff happens towards the end. But really, Alan isn't all that likable in it, if I'm being honest. Um, and I don't know if that's just like some first issue stuff that that will change. But uh, I don't know. And then there was a, a last page cliffhanger that has me, I think, interested enough to give it another issue. Um, but I just wasn't really feeling it too much. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to go six, I think. Okay. Okay, so this is like a mini spoiler, but does the Red Lantern show up in this issue? No. Uh, kind of. All right. Kind so of. I know that's supposed to be like a big part of it, and like it kind of annoys the hell out of me that they're bringing in. Like, I'm hoping it's like a Russian Red Lantern, and it has nothing to do with the actual Red Lantern core. Because like, if it if it does, I'll be really annoyed. Yeah. Like, you see... You see some red stuff going down, um, yeah. but I, I won't say anything more. Um, right. But, you know, old Timmy shares as a friend of the pod, so I probably will keep going with it. I just I hope that it's just one of those things where like the first issue is just OK and then the series gets better. Yeah, I think it will. I mean, as someone who didn't read it yet, I think it will <laughs> just because because <laughs> it's like unlike the Jay Garrick one, it's like that one. Oh yeah, we're building off this other comic. So if you read that, it's you know kind of like a direct sequel. This one, it's like we have to kind of build up this whole new world, and it's also not just a whole new world. That's like we're retconning some stuff with this character's you know past. So now we're having to add this extra stuff in. Where like Sandman was just like, yeah, I'm just making my own Sandman story that I don't really have to change that much. And you know what I mean? So it's the difference. I think the difference is anybody that's written uh, Wesley Dodds. Hasn't had to change anything. Yeah. With with Alan, I feel like they change stuff up every time he's like featured in a story almost. I guys can see that, yeah. And uh I don't know. I don't know. It's just like one thing is constant. He's gay, right? Yeah. And then they're like, but now all this other stuff that you thought you knew, we're doing something different. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. But I'll say there's one other constant with Alan Scott. And I'm going to see what you think. He's never had a bad costume. Totally agree. Like, because the even Earth 2, where Earth 2 was notorious for, that's timeless right there. Earth yes, 2 was, exactly. was notorious for terrible costumes. <laughs> Yeah. Look up Earth 2 Jay Garrick if you don't believe me. Well, hey, <laughs> the, Casey, we've got time. There we go. Because the Alan Scott in that was awesome. And then, like, 
the Jeff Johns run of JSA when he changed up the costume. It's like, oh yeah, though no, this still looks cool. I think it was Jeff Johns, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because uh, Jim Lee, if I remember right, did the designs for Earth 2. And it's like, I love Jim Lee, but his character designs aren't always my favorite. And oof, boy, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. I don't then, know. Well, see, that one, I'm pretty sure, was the secondary. No, that's, yeah, that's the first one. Because then they made a seek like, later on, um, James fought to kind of get it changed to be closer to the original and then as soon as james left the book the book they're like yep we're changing it back to the shitty one yeah yeah either way it's not good yeah because it's like jay garrick is another one where it's like his costume it's perfect like it's just straight up a perfect costume and the tin helmet works no matter what era yeah, and if you really wanted to change the tin helmet and, you know, whatever, just make it a different era of military helmet. <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> yep. Slap some wings on it. It's good to go. Yeah. And since I think if I remember right, in New 52, Earth 2, it was uh, he got his power from Hermes or whatever. And Hermes mm-hmm. had that same helmet with the you know the stuff i'm like oh okay they're gonna do the same helmet and then it's like no no he's gonna look like a speed skater (laughs) (laughs) pretty cool (laughs) yeah let us know down below if you who you think has the best cost like who who just always has good costumes if you say jay garrick we'll be mad at you we'll know that you're trolling because nobody thinks that yeah, they're like, I actually love the speed skater aesthetic. And we're like, Apollo Omo? <laughs> the only skater we can name. <laughs> All right. Next up, Green Arrow number five. It's written by Joshua Williamson with art by Sean Izaxi. And this was enjoyable. The My favorite part about this issue... Towards the end, um, Oliver realizes that the old man Oliver he's talking to is a robot that's being controlled by somebody. So the robot throws him through time again. And he comes out and it switches art to Phil Hester art. Oh, nice. And I love it because this is one of my favorite eras of comics. Um. And where, let me see, there's a page where there's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like all of the the green arrows and even the cover they had him do. That's awesome. So it's just good stuff. They're all trying to to kill normal Ollie and uh, and then he gets shot with a magic arrow and falls through another portal and that's how it ends so um do you think they're going to be going the the route of having like all of like you know the different uh famous green arrow artists or like doing styles similar to that i would love that thing yeah I would like, that's that. what it sounded <laughs> yeah hopefully they do uh because let's be real no nobody's gonna complain about um like that jeff lemire era well uh 
Andreas Sorrentino. Yeah. That's who it is. Like, give me another issue of that. Yeah. I think that's the first positive thing you've said about that book before. <laughs> that's the only one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you got Scott on that book yet? I had him read the first issue and he okay. loved it. So he, uh, well, I got him a variant of the first issue just because I knew he w- would want that variant. And he's like, I love this. Whenever that first trade comes out, let me know and I'll get it. So you're like, you know, you could just buy them as they come out. I'm trying to make ends meet, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely me. Uh, all right. Next up, we got The Witcher Wild Animals number two. It's by Bartosz Sistabor. I really need to figure out how to pronounce that. With art by Natalia Rarikina. Uh, I like this a lot, much like the first issue. Geralt gets taken to this place for like people and animals live together in like perfect harmony it's almost creepy how harmonious it all is and like always people are trying to get Geralt to like kill like a person and he's like I'm not a I'm not an assassin I'm a monster hunter I I don't care who you want dead I'm not gonna do it but unfortunately they have a hostage that Geralt cares about so he's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Take me where I need to go. And uh, it kind of just ends with Geralt having dinner with the person that he's supposed to kill. So we'll see how that goes next. But I really am liking it. And I know the next issue, the person that that he's been sent to kill is like, I've got a monster problem. I really need help with this. I think he's going to have to kill a monster. May or may not, but probably won't kill this guy because he'll find a way out of it. And then, uh, you know, save the hostage. But whether or not it is... uh, What's the word I'm looking for where you can easily see what's coming? Obvious. Yes. Whether or not it's it's an obvious story, I'm still enjoying it. So now... Is that something that happens in the games? Because I know the games are kind of like choose your own adventure aren't they? All right. And so, like, does that happen where you're like, oh, yeah, you can kill this guy. Or you can do the harder job. And yep, actually. OK, cool. Yep. Except. <laughs> a lot of the choices in the games, at least with number number three, which I'm most familiar with. There's pros and cons to both choices so mm-hmm. it's like no matter what you still kind of feel bad about what you do but I, <laughs> but I almost appreciate that you know yeah because it's like it's real if mm-hmm. you have to choose between this life and this life there's not just a, a a cut and dry good answer you should feel bad no matter what see like that that's the thing that I kind of hate and maybe it's just because like I'm a fucking psycho but whenever I play those games where it's like, oh, you can do what you want, whether you want to be evil or bad. I'm like, I'm going to be a good guy. Then I'm like, as soon as like I get like a minor inconvenience, it's like, I'm just going to fucking kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, and I you're totally like, dude, get I know. That. I've played D and D with you. I know how you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's not even a minor inconvenience. <laughs> no, it's just like, what did that NPC say to me? <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, that reminds me. I saw this thing. I was going to send it to you on Instagram, but it's like, um, when my my D and D crew just really like this random NPC I made and they keep asking backstories and it's the uh have you seen like the Pete I'm Pete like they did, made fun of the Ken song on SNL well it's that fucking Pete um strung out dude that everyone like all women like for some reason um he was on SNL he dated Kim Kardashian for a minute oh Davidson yeah uh he it's him and he's like there's a part where he goes I'm Pete I like drugs. I'm on drugs. It's like, it's just that part. With the thing. Oh, that is perfect. Um, yeah, I'm going to give that a nine. I forgot to give it a rating. Right. On. Okay. One, one other thing about choosing stuff in video games most of the time, like I almost always pick the good side too. Uh, but with The Witcher, it's like, I, you know, I won't kill anybody that doesn't deserve it. But then all the people are so shitty. It's like, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe the monster should be hiring me to kill these people. <laughs> Dude, on a Knights of the Old Republic, I was so fucking evil on that game. It went past the red and just went black. <laughs> yep. That game's amazing because even even your most good side followers will start to turn if you do. So it was always fun to to change them completely. Well, the first one it wasn't because that cat lady was like, "Hey, I'm not going to do this." And then I'm like, "Fine," and I just killed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Man, those were treasures of of Mm -hmm. a game, man. I can't wait for that remake to come out. Boy, it's going to be like, hey, if you want to turn your friends to the light or dark side, pay $14.99. EA's (laughs) just sitting there like, yeah, do it. I don't think (laughs) EA's going to be doing it, though. I don't think they they have exclusives anymore. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That Battlefront, just it still makes me sad to this day. Yeah, I know. Which is a shame because it's not a bad game. Just some stupid choices. Mm -hmm. All right. My final book of the week is The Immortal Thor, number three. And it's written by Al Ewing with art by Martin Kokolo. It's pretty cool. Loki uh, transports Thor to like this planet. And he makes him think that he's been in the the all father sleep because he like has a Thor has like a beard and stuff. It's like, oh, man, I must have been out for a long time. And then Loki shows up and he's. He gives him a riddle that he has to solve, essentially. So the whole issue is just Thor trying to solve this riddle. And, you know, spoiler alert, by the end, he does. And. uh. Thor's like we're gonna we're gonna need allies for what comes next. Um, 
allies who share the necessary experience. Though I fear at least one will not enjoy seeing Loki at her door if she is to join us in battle. I must speak to the goddess of thunder alone. And the the last page is storm. So pretty curious what's going to happen there. Looks like we're going to get a Thor and storm team up, which could be neato. Um, Maybe, maybe Thor thinks between the two of them, they can fight this super powerful new God of thunder. Um, And if that's the case, that's going to make for a very pretty issue. Um. I'll probably give that one a nine too. It's probably my pick of the week. It was one of the better ones that I read this week. Nice, dude. Yeah. Well, what are you excited about in the coming weeks that I'll get to, you know, I'll get to read next Wednesday. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with Sacrificers number four. Uh, There's a new Red Sonia mini called Savage Red Sonia. And then... Hmm. Probably that last Godzilla. Here there be dragons. I'm really there's not much for me this week. No, same here. I'm gonna go uh nasty Godzilla and Doctor Strange. That's like almost all of I'm get all the stuff I'm getting. Yep. But Fantastic Four time. So Halloween's coming up. So what would be like the four best and four worst houses to trick or treat at? As in like what are the like what they give out? Yeah. Hmm. I've seen a lot of funny memes this year about like <laughs> like one is just a plate of pierogies. It's like one pierogi per child. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like some of the best ones and my grandparents did this for a couple years. They would get like the full size candy bars, which I mean, come on, if you're a kid and you go and get a full size candy bar, that's like the house, right? Yeah, my parents, my mom does that. And your she mom's does that. a saint. She does that, and she gets like different drinks also, and bunch of bunch of stuff. Nice. I don't know that I've ever I've ever been to a house that did drinks. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Though. Um. I mean, for me, this is just like a personal thing. But any any house that did chocolate, just because I'm like, dude, if I if I'm gonna get candy, I want chocolate. Uh. Just not big on like sour candies or stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm and, saying also comic book, like who would have the best, like what superheroes or supervillains would have the best house to go to? Oh, that's not, not just our favorites. <laughs> okay. My bad. <laughs> let me, let me shout out one thing though. Okay. And this, this is the true best answer for real life. Uh friend of the pod, Dan, he always comes into the shop and picks up the extra free comic book day books and free comic fest Halloween comic fest books. And that's what he gives out at his house every year to that's kids awesome. is comics. So Dan is doing the Lord's work. Um, You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what trick or treating would be like in Smallville, but I almost feel like 
like the Kent household would be an okay place to go. See, I it might, it be, might be something weird, but like I, memorable. I picture them being like on the, um, they'd be on my worst list. Cause it's like, you know, they're giving out popcorn balls. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot about popcorn balls or like apples. Yeah. And not okay. even the good kind with razor blades in it, just the regular apple. <laughs> okay, well, you've convinced me that I'm wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, Alfred just bought an entire store's worth of candy to give out at the Wayne Manor. So yeah. Alfred's got to be up there. Um, probably like Ralph and Sue, I imagine, went all out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... And even though he would probably have nothing to do with it, I, you know, I would think some somebody like like Lex, or or someone that that tries to appear good to the the public but isn't deep down would still he would go all out for trick or treaters. Yeah, I could see Lex having full size candy bars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he wouldn't be there handing them out. It's just no, like, no, oh, no. This, this is I, Lex's house. He would have he would hand out maybe like four or five for like you know. The pictures and yeah, the first four that yeah. show up. Mm-hmm. Um okay, then the worst you've convinced me that the Kents would be up there. <laughs> um man, this this I think this one's kind of tricky. Honestly, you can say yeah. some. Uh Spider-Man is on my worst list because it's like, oh yeah. The guy that has no money and terrible luck, you know, he's going to be the type of person that's like, hey, um, can you just please take one? Like, he's not like demanding, <laughs> but he's like hoping because he, he doesn't have enough money to afford more. See, with, with Spider-Man, I even picture this. There's a knock on the door. Someone rings the doorbell. He opens it. There's kids standing there and he's like, crap, I forgot. Yeah. And he goes too. and gets like. A can of creamed corn or something like that. Get right? some uh, like takeout sauces. Yes, <laughs> some saltines. Like that's what I picture him. Um, one of the best ones I was thinking of would be Ben Grimm. Yeah, I could see that. Like, but then also, like he'd be he could be the worst too because, like you know, he's a monster, so kids might get mad. You know, might be freaked out, but that would make him mad and just you know, it doesn't end well. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. The Hulk would be on the worst list for sure. He wouldn't even know what's going on. Yeah. He'd just end up like beating the shit out of some small <laughs> child that he sees. He Who's know dressed up like Dr. Doom or something. <laughs> Dr. Doom is on my list of worst ones. Like if you get to <laughs> Latvia and you're like, ah, oh, or Latveria, not Latvia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real place. Yeah. And you yeah, you get there and you bang on his palace doors and he's just like What's an American doing here? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I I think I'm tapped on this one. Sportsmaster would be a bad one. He's given out like little, you know, footballs probably. Yeah. Hockey pucks that he's slap shotting in their yeah. direction. <laughs> um trying to think of some good ones. Oh, Toy Master would be a terrible one. You know how he had how he likes kids a little too well. Uh, like it start off awesome, and the kids the house. kids would think that it was great. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know then it gets it gets bad in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of like two like a couple that'd be really good too though. I'm trying to think, uh, 
Clayface would be terrible. <laughs> it's just like you're eating pieces of him because he couldn't afford candy either. <laughs> I feel like Rhino would be a good one because you know he's got like childlike brain, so he would you know he would pick up the good stuff. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Gotta look at my shelf. Yeah, the the uh, you know going to the Baxter Building. I think like you know just reading Sue, they'd probably have some interesting stuff. And if you got in in on it late, you probably get something like way too sciencey that a child shouldn't have. But reads like I don't know what I don't have any more candy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Condiment King would be a terrible one, right? Yeah. <laughs> probably about you're, as you're good as Spider-Man. Just, you're just getting the packs of ketchup. Yeah. Let yeah. us know down below who you'd want to trick or treat at whose house. Indeed, but folks, that brings us to the end of swamping. Pretty rough one. (laughs) Where where do kids go to knock on his door? The swamp, (laughs) and then uh, another one, John Constantine. His would be pretty great if you smoke cigarettes, but otherwise, it'd be pretty rough. (laughs) Yeah, it's just one cigarette per child. Yeah, (laughs) all right, guys, on to our closing plugs. Uh, head on over to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on the Twitter, the X at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you would head over to the YouTube channel, we're two worlds podcast on YouTube and subscribe. Let us know down below all the things I've said throughout the podcast and just, you know, tell us if you let your mom listen to this and if she likes it. If she's like, boy, that Mad Lib, I would have gone harder into the cum personally. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'd love to stay in chat, but we have to go get an apartment together. So we'll catch you next time. I got the chicken duck already. Bye.